um, there's a video where you talk about how to be calm and avoid anxiety and you say that the important thing is how you react but does this help remove the anxiety from our heads yes yes the, it, the important thing is to separate the anxiety from the um, the result the resultant physical um, manifestations of anxiety the butterflies in your stomach the tension in your shoulders and the headache and and the, the fluttering of the heart the beating of the heart and so on all of that is not anxiety and that's really the problem even with meditation because you'll say to yourself anxious anxious and the effects don't disappear you still have butterflies in your stomach you still have a heart beating fast and so on but and so as a result you think it did nothing and then you get anxious again you say oh no it's not working and oh no I'm still anxious and, and then you get more and more anxious and it, it snowballs this is what it does if you're not meditating you feel the effects in the body you get more anxious you get anxious and the effects in the body get worse you feel the effects in the body and you get totally paralyzed as a result the when you if you focus on the anxiety and focus on the effects of the body objectively seeing them for what they are um, you don't need the bodily manifestations to disappear this is something that we don't get you can be totally calm in the mind and have your body freaking out this is this is logically logical um, so the, you don't you don't have to worry about what's going on in my, in my you know my heart is beating very fast I must be anxious because no you 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 can't stop that it's something that's going to take a few minutes to calm down but immediately you can do away with the anxiety in the head it's important to see that and it's important to make the distinction because you know I've given talks before where my heart was beating really really fast and you know I had butterflies in the stomach I was r really one might say anxious but where I had caught the anxiety and was acknowledging the, the, the feelings in the body was clearly aware of them and gave a great talk and was perfectly clear and perfectly calm and, and happy even though even my, my voice was even shaking because of the you know the, the flustering fluttering in the in the body but that's you know, not what's really funny which is going along with what you're saying is what I've noticed and is like myself and other people say but I'm not supposed to be feeling like this. Right. Well, what do you mean you're not supposed to be feeling like this? You know, this is how you're feeling. You know, it's like people with lifelong depression. You know, they're they're trying to always find that drug or that therapy that's going to cure them. But the the whole you know maybe if they were to just realize, oh, this is the way I've always felt maybe they can adjust with it better and go on actually For that's sure. what had taken place with myself was yeah. always oh but i'm not supposed to be feeling like this i'm not <laughs> and my own sister had to say hey dummy you've been feeling like this since you've been two years old yeah. so have i we yeah. inherited it from our parents it's genetic <laughs> and it's like yeah. oh oh you mean so i am supposed to be feeling like this <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to choose to start feeling other things. Mm. And it, it allowed me that opening yeah, yeah. to acknowledging it. It's like, 
you know, the idea of like, oh, you're not supposed to feel pain. Mm. What, what do you mean you're not supposed to feel pain? Mm. The more you're saying that, the more you're going to feel the pain, obviously. obviously. And, uh, you know, when it comes to like physical pain, we all know that when you start not resisting it, but settle into it, it'll allow yourself to acknowledge it, you realize that the pain starts alleviating itself on its own. And, you know, I just had to make that comment there because when you can, when you can sit back and just say, oh, the chaos going on around me, well, that's actually normal. That's samsara. Okay, let me, let me just work on uh, not thinking that this is uh, all out of order. No, I just have to direct my own mind and just be calm in it. Because really that's the case. We're living in chaos constantly, whether it's internal or external, whether it's our own you know, perception of our own pain or the perception of uh, out around us. Maybe for a moment there we have that little bubble of where we feel everything's all right for them first. And, uh, you know, part of the joy of practicing Dharma is to, to go with those uh, ups and downs and the, the bursts and the deaths of all these different experiences. I probably said a little too much, but I just had a... No, that's exactly... I, I'm with you there. And the, the I think one of the be, or the best example of this that I can think of, um, especially as it relates to anxiety, is insomnia. Ooh. People are only insomniac because they want to sleep. It's kind of, you know, that's obvious, right? Because I, I should be sleeping. I should be sleeping. Exactly. It's the worst. It's the worst form. I used to be insomniac, and you know, I'd be up until three a.m. because I wanted to sleep. Because I thought I should be sleeping. <laughs> Buddhism. The one of the first things, the quickest things that Buddhism is able to cure, you know, as far as things that need to be cured, is inso is insomnia. It's something that you, you know, all it takes is for the teacher to say. You know, you don't need to sleep. You would be far better off if you were to stay awake all night and be mindful. So do it. And, and you know, I mean, it, it comes into play, especially when they do an intensive meditation course. But uh, e even even people in daily life, when you tell them, well, then don't sleep. Stay up all night and, and meditate. And you say, good for you. I'm so, you know, so happy for you. I have to argue with my students. To, to get them down to six hours of sleep at night. Oh, I could never do six hours of sleep. And then these insomniacs are what I get, two, two three hours a night. Great, good for you. More time for meditation. Meditate all night. And immediately, of course, they fall asleep and have no problems at all in the future. <laughs> but the idea that you need to sleep more and so on, that you should be asleep, I thought that's... Uh, that conflict... Yeah, stress. I mean, anxiety. It, it certainly is. Someone's someone adds to this and says, someone's saying, can you talk about anxiety and how to deal with it, which I think we've done. And the second one right above it says, anxiety and insecurity. Insecurity might be an interesting topic. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a little bit different than anxiety, isn't it? It's... Um, that's a, that's a good, I don't know if it's a Western world problem largely, but there's a lot of insecurity I find in the social circles that I run in. Yeah. 
feeling that you you are not ad you're inadequate or worrying that you might be inadequate um, right yeah. remembering things that you've done and oh I was such an idiot to do that and I uh, you know what they must think of me and so on we're so much harder on ourselves than, than other people are aren't we you know you ever been to one of those situations where you just did something you thought must have you know everyone must think you're an idiot and you, you, you just really ruined your relationship with everyone and no one else really noticed and they're kind of like oh yeah whatever <laughs> And we're like they're killing ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, of, yeah, exactly. We're thinking about ourselves. They're thinking, so they don't really care. It's an interesting thing that that that's gen tends to be the case. Our insecurity is thinking, you know, how are they looking at us? They must really be judging us. People don't care. People don't really judge you. They judge you for a second, and then they go back to their own problems because they got lots of them. <laughs> so how do we deal with insecurity? Is it just a part, like? Almost like uh, insomnia. Is it a similar situation where no. it's okay to feel insecure, or no, how do you I approach think it's, insecure? Yeah, I mean, obviously you do, but I think it's much more difficult because it has to do with ego. Insecurity, you really have to. Insecurity is the core. It's it's part of the core, which is to give up self. Until you can be totally fine with being an idiot, um, you you you'll you'll never be free from suffering. You know, if you until you can say something that just really makes you look stupid, and be fine with that, because you know my teacher once did that. He said something that was that was really wrong, and uh, you know it didn't phase him. <clears throat> he was he was like yes, oh yes, sorry that was wrong, and 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 just went on with it. Well, I got no problem saying stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I guess we would have to say, you know, based on how you said that, it's kind of like a joke. I wonder if it's possible to be saying lots of stupid things. You know, there are people who say lots of stupid things and are fine with it and aren't enlightened. <laughs> right. That's different, isn't it? Yeah, Well, but they don't have insecurity. There are, there are people who... But, but you know, that's not true, no? Some people who, who, you know, I'm thinking of jokers, for example, people who just class clowns and so on who thrive off of it, you know, deep down, are they really secure? Interesting topic, interesting question. That's interesting, yeah, because I'm very much like that. Sorry, what does it work? Oh, I was just going to, like, add that, um, being in, like, school still, um, a lot of people, like, around, like, this age are very, very insecure, like, self-conscious of, like, just what every just little thing they do, um, and... They're always thinking, like, what do people think of me? How do I look right now? Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, those thoughts come to my mind as well. And I think, like, a, a fun, uh, easy way to deal with that is um, just focus on what you're doing at the moment. Uh, you're thinking. It's really what you're doing. You're overthinking, actually. And uh, what, are you, what else are you doing? Walking, sitting, uh, whatever else. I think that's a good way to deal with um, being insecure or self-conscious. Because, in reality... You're making up this big story about what other people would think of you, and really, yeah, they do have their own problems. It's they're, of course, like you'll see it as as you meditate more that people really don't care about other people at all. <laughs> they care more about. It's not their always self. true. Some and people are very, people. very altruistic and empathic. Some people actually oh, yeah, do. some people are. Yeah, but if they do care. You know, people aren't even caring even about themselves. 
what they're doing is they're just perpetuating this myth in their mind. You know, I mean, part of their myth could even be uh, masochism, so, or, you know, constantly putting themselves down. So the idea that they're really caring about themselves, well, the term care, eh, you know, maybe that's not the case, but they're definitely constantly playing this mythology. Mm. And in that mythology, well, of course, other people really don't matter because they're not really dealing with the real person. They're dealing with the image of that person in context in their myth of them. You're my daughter, you're my son, you're my mother. But very rarely are they saying, oh, I'm a person and you're a person. Mm. It's always in context with this fabrication of how they want to create reality as opposed to the natural order of reality. Very well said. It's interesting too when we talk about caring and insecurity and they don't care. <clears throat> in some situations where you find someone really does care, it helps with insecurity. In fact, it doesn't seem to have as much uh, ground. Mm-hmm. And it seems like if you care as much as someone might in that circumstance, it also seems to have an effact on insecurity. It doesn't yeah, seem but, to remove a perfect Yeah, like but you know, that person that comes in your life and they really, really care, what's your response? What the hell do they want from me? Sometimes, yeah. Well, what do they really yeah. want, you know, or... That's, that's I, don't, I, don't, I don't like them because they're too direct. <laughs> they're too honest to me. I, I, I fear that. <laughs> <laughs> that is an, that's a common response I've seen, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, isn't a... Uh, insecurity, isn't it a part of a symptom of anxiety? No, I think it has ego more. I mean, yeah. I think it's very much of anxiety. Yeah, because I, what they think about me, oh, I feel bad. What 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 he might think about me? I know yeah, because I suffer from anxiety. Sure. That's a very part of the anxiety. Sure. But I think I think the insecurity comes first, and the anxiety comes after, or the insecurity is talking about something bigger than anxiety, much more ego based. Uh, and the the real problem there is is as Lou said it much better than I could. It's uh, the 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 myths that we're we're playing. It's all just whether you care about it. You know, I I don't think I was totally correct to say that that no one cares. We don't normally care, but we care more about ourselves than others, or we're more f- focused on because some people are not. But regardless, as Lou said. <coughs> If they're focused on themselves, focused on others, it's all the problem is is simply the myth. It's that we don't relate to each other as we really are. I was talking today to one of the meditators, and she was she's she was just asking about something, just curious off the offhand about uh, this seeming kind of special power that she had to to see auras, um, so she could look at someone and she could tell. It wasn't their emotions, but it was. She she explained it. One example was how she was able to tell a person's sphere of influence. How basically how powerful a person was, how 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 big they were. She got the sense of a person being big and a person being small. I've heard a monk tell me the same thing in Thailand. He said he was able to see some people just filled the room when they walked into the room. The whole room was was full, uh, and other people just seemed very very small to them. <clears throat> And uh, so she was asking about this in general and how it relates to what we're talking about is um, the answer I gave 
was the idea that it doesn't matter whether you can see people's state of mind, their emotions, or who they are, because that's only who they are at that moment. We and I said, well, I, I said to her, well, you're going through this intensive course, and you can see your own mind. It's not one train. It's not one uh, coherent message. Uh, who you are changes from moment to moment, and in in totally chaotic ways. So you might have built up this sankara, this formation, this this state, this habit. And you might have a totally contradictory habit. Evil people can suddenly do wonderful things. Why is that? Uh, so, I guess the point is just how how important it is to to shift our our understanding of beings, right? And 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 to point out how how different it is um, our ideas of of people and and the subsequent insecurity that comes from thinking of people as people or as as immutable entities including ourselves like I am this sort of person to seeing uh, the things as as a moment to moment ag as aggregates of moment to moment experience and and to see people in that way um, is it related to listening to the person carefully and not having an idea of the person like when he's like kind of Lou or yourself spoke about mother child child daughter for sure. Is I, that related? I, I think so. Um, because the, the reason for listening closely should be that you know, you, you understand this isn't the same person that they were last time. I can't rely on my idea of who Knowledge. they are. Yeah. They could be totally different at this time, and we are. This is something that is very under under appreciated. How how changeable we really are, how we could come up with something totally different. The person who you see, oh, this is this person, and you expect them to act in a certain way, and they may suddenly come up with some crazy past life habit that they've never exhibited before. They may. I mean, of course, talking about past lives, which of course is taboo, but <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Breaking taboos, that's what I'm all about. That's your past life talking. One of them. One of the many. Okay, so did we get anxiety? Are we all anxietyed out? I'm going to quit. <laughs>